Since Nick Saban arrived at LSU more than 15 years ago, well, that program has been often known for excellent defensive backs. But, hey, it's been a while since Nick has been there, so it's time to upgrade the script on Louisiana State. So let's talk about the Tigers versus the Tigers coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Especially if you're going to the Mizzou LSU game, definitely check out Game Time for last-minute tickets. But you know what? We're getting down to kind of the last minute, I guess, before this Missouri-LSU game, just in a few days here on th- on Tuesday afternoon. And one thing I've noticed about a lot about the commentary revolving around this game is some people are focused on what these two teams have done this season, and there's a lot of people who are focused on what these programs have been in the past, especially in the recent past. And as I said in the tease, I think going back to the Nick Saban era at LSU before he, well, did his little little fiasco with the Miami Dolphins for a couple seasons before moving on to Alabama, is that ever since then, LSU has been thought of as a program with really good defensive backs. Patrick Peterson, for instance, a guy who played in the NFL for many, many years, an excellent, excellent player just as one example of many. But really, LSU over the last few seasons become much more of an offensive unit to me than a defensive one. You think about all their great wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, of course, Joe Burrow at quarterback. And to me, this has become much more of an offensive program, especially with Brian Kelly, the former Notre Dame coach at the helm, than it is a defensive unit. And indeed, if you look at what The Tigers, the LSU Tigers, of course, did against Ole Miss last week, giving up over 700 yards of offense. That's not exactly a group that is going to put a lot of terror into the hearts of the Missouri offense the way it's playing football right now. And by the way, just as a comparison, that Ole Miss outfit against Alabama the previous week, just 300 total yards against the Crimson Tide. So if you think this LSU group is anywhere near Alabama's defense, there's really not a lot of evidence that's backing that up right now. And I just think, to me, people who are assuming that LSU is going to be some massive challenge defensively for Missouri is not really paying attention right now. Just in S&P Plus statistics right now, well, LSU apparently has the fifth best offense in in the entire country. Hey, that checks out with Jaden Daniels and company for sure, but just the 64th best unit defensively in the entire country. So that's very mediocre and, in fact, very much down to the bottom part of the Southeastern Conference when you look at all of those teams. So really, defensively, this is not a unit whatsoever that scares me. In fact, this is a unit that's closer to the Memphis Tigers than it is to the Alabama Crimson Tide just in terms of of rankings. In fact, Missouri's defense is a lot closer to Alabama's than LSU's too. So to the YouTube commenter yesterday who commented on my show that, well, 
Missouri's really in for it here against LSU. You see, this person literally said something like this. I promise I'm not making this up. They said, you know, Luther Burden is only five foot eleven, and those LSU defensive backs, well, they're like six foot one and six foot two. I mean, great. Congratulations. I didn't realize that being tall automatically made you a good cornerback. But by the way, again, this person again is thinking of a time that I think no longer necessarily exists. In particular, if you're going to start talking about tall defensive backs, well, Luther Burden plays in the slot more often than not. And it's really, really hard to play press man-to-man coverage against a slot player because quite simply, if that's what you're going to do, you're basically then taking out the three guys out of your run fit because you got those three guys man up, bump and run coverage against three really good Missouri receivers, by the way. So what does that mean? means you don't want to get beat over the top either, so you're probably going to have to have a couple safeties deep helping out, certainly at least one. And what all that means is you're taking a lot of guys out of the box, a lot of guys out of run defense. And I think Missouri, especially with Brady Cook hopefully being a little bit healthier after his knee injury a few weeks ago now against Kansas State, hey, he can run that football. And if he's got extra men up front. He gives himself more numbers simply by taking the snap directly and running it up the middle. That's going to be really hard for LSU to defend. So just this idea that, well, LSU has some magic elixir that is going to shut down this Missouri offense. I just don't really see it right now. Now I could be wrong. If that is indeed, if LSU does something like that, if they take guys out of the box, dare us to run the football, Well, there is one guy who worries you, and a name that's going to be rather familiar to Missouri fans. It's former Missouri Tiger Makai Wingo, who by all accounts on the interior line for LSU this season has been as good as anybody, certainly in the SEC on the interior, maybe as good as anybody in the entire country. So for as much as I talked about how Missouri so far hasn't really missed Dominic Lovett's production at the receiver position, For as good as Missouri's been on the interior, well, you know what? We'd still take Makai Wingo, no doubt about that. He ain't coming back, but you know what? We would still take him. I'm just saying he's that good of a player, a guy to watch for sure on Saturday beyond just his former ties to Missouri, but he really is a guy that if he's going to disrupt the backfield and force Missouri's run game into two, three yards a carry for the first half, as Missouri has often done really a lot in the first part of the season here, that is somewhat worrisome. So still, though, I just think this idea that, well, watch out for LSU's tall defensive backs, I just think that's wildly overly simplistic. And the Missouri-LSU line currently sitting at six and a half. Of course, LSU, the favorites, Right now, as I'm sitting here right now, that just still seems very oddly high to me. I think the game is much more of a toss-up, but obviously six and a half points is a fairly significant underdog, but I got to say, after this week, I think the Tigers are only underdogs, at least significant underdogs, in probably just two more ball games the rest of the season. And also, I want to talk about the real key from Nashville this past Saturday. But you know what? First, let's talk about game time. Because if you're looking for last-minute tickets, why do you want to be stressed out? All you have to do is pull your phone out of your pocket, as I'm doing right now, unlock it with your beautiful face, click the Game Time app, 
as I, I, I stall for time here, as you can tell. Well, for $112, yes, you can still get in to the Missouri LSU game. All in, $112 bucks for, per ticket. So, yeah, I'd say people are pretty excited about this ball game, if that's the cost, just to get in to Faro Field. Well, if that's too rich for your blood, I don't blame you, but I promise you, you're not going to find a better price anywhere but the Game Time app. And you know what? Just take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N. C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. And thanks for telling a friend we are available wherever you get podcasts, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM app, where, of course, you can find the LSU and Missouri game on the app or on your radio dial, channel 190, if you want to hear Mike Kelly's fabulous Missouri football feed. But you know what? I think really the key, in my opinion, obviously a great win for Missouri, all the all the trappings of a trap game, if you will, were available to Missouri in Nashville, obviously with a huge game coming up against LSU Friday. But to me, the fact that Missouri came mostly unscathed out of that game injury-wise could not have been more important, especially after a Memphis game in the Dome where it sure seemed like every time somebody was hit to the ground hard in that game, boy, they had some trouble getting up to their feet. A lot of guys leaving the game for a little while, sitting out time and and, and what have you. Obviously, Darius Robinson's his seeming calf injury had nothing to do with the turf there. That's just one of those deals, obviously something – that had been lingering for him for a while. But as of yet, no updates on Darius Robinson yet. Looks like Makai Miller is questionable for the LSU game. He played through a pretty brutal laceration on his hand, it sounded like, against Memphis, sat out last week. He had one drop against Memphis that I noticed. I was kind of going, eh, felt like he maybe is still a little bit too hurt to play there. So for Makai Miller, a guy who's almost been a little bit overshadowed here with this Missouri offense the last couple weeks, I mean, if he's your number five or four receiver, kind of my same point about Mookie Cooper Man, Missouri is just sitting in great shape there. So obviously we'd love to have Makai Miller back, but fortunately with the amount of depth that Missouri has at receiver right now, especially with the emergence of Marquis Speedy Johnson, really not the end of the world there. So good thing to note there. I noted that Brady Cook hopefully getting even better. That that knee injury, whatever it was against Kansas State, is hopefully getting a little bit better. Drinkwitz noted that on a couple of slides by Cook against Vanderbilt on Saturday, he said, quote, Kirby Moore doesn't yell a whole lot, but last week he was yelling in his butt to slide. Well, indeed, I would like to see Brady get down for sure, especially in, if he's already got the first down, by all means, get your butt down. Even if it's second down and you're trying to get the first, you know what? Let discretion be the better part of valor and and leave the the truly brave Brady Cook moments for third and fourth down, that kind of thing. Now, after week two of this season against Middle Tennessee, 
I like the le- the most. Of, I'd say the majority of Missouri fans were were definitely down on the offense, down on Eli Drinkwitz a little bit, even a little bit down on Brady Cook. No doubt about it. I'll, I'll certainly am willing to admit that, despite being as, as big of a public supporter, I think as Brady Cook has for the most part. But I have to say, there were people who are far, 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 far more negative than I was. So I I then get accused of being a sunshine pumper when I say, hey guys, we're not going to go two and 10. There's no way we're going to lose the rest of our games, no matter how discouraged I am by the offensive start. Well, obviously we saw what happened in week three, Missouri beats Kansas State, and the offenses looked completely different ever since these past three weeks. Well, if you look at the rest of the slate now after the LSU game, well, I have to admit it's at least possible that Missouri could lose the rest of its games. It's also possible that Missouri could win the rest of these games too. And quite honestly, I think it's more likely that we win the rest of these games than lose them. And of course, the reality is it's much more likely that's probably somewhere in between. And as I said, I think next week at Kentucky, I actually think that Missouri, this is the toughest game other than Georgia left on Missouri's schedule. And I include LSU at home. Now, if we had Kentucky at home and LSU on the road, maybe I would think a little bit differently. But since this is the way the schedule has fallen, again, Liam Cohen could not be a a more important factor in the offense, in my mind, for Kentucky. Last year, he was with the Los Angeles Rams after coming to Kentucky in 2021. To me, the Wildcats offense just looked completely different last year versus the previous year. And with their defense being legit under Mark Stoops as usual, I think this is the only game, actually, other than Georgia, that Missouri will probably be a significant underdog. And by significant, I'm talking more than a field goal. So maybe it's only five, six points, something like that. But I'm going to say that's significant. Whereas the next week against South Carolina, I don't see any way Missouri is not the favorite in that ball game as we sit here today. Also, you've got Tennessee at home. I mean, if anything, I'd say that's a toss-up right now, a pick'em maybe with the Tigers at Faroe Field. I, I just don't see Missouri being a significant more than three-point underdog in that game as we as we sit here and talk. Same thing with Florida. If anything, I think Missouri's likely to be a favorite in that game at home. And then Arkansas at Arkansas, that's certainly a factor that it's in Fayetteville. But to me, that's a toss-up or maybe even Missouri as a slight favorite as we sit here today. So that gives you a good idea that really 9-3 and is looking pretty likely at this point if you're a Missouri fan. I felt like I was pretty optimistic saying 8-4 and before the season. Well, as we stick, well, as we sit now, eight and four is almost like all right. That that'd be a pretty good finish for Missouri. Nine and three, you'd be happy. Ten and two is very possible. And again, I still think it's more likely we win them all versus lose them all. Even though I have to at least acknowledge the possibility of both. And by the way, we've talked a lot about Mizzou hoops recruiting here on this podcast. Of course, well, it's been a minute since I've mentioned five-star receiver. Ryan Wingo, well, I guess the word on the street the last few weeks is that Texas has pulled into the lead for the St. Louis area wide receiver, but you know what? Missouri's still very much in it. I would say these things can go back and forth, and hey, another win against against, uh, LSU would certainly help things, right? Help Missouri to get 6-0. Well, 
the young man, Mr. Wingo, will be at the LSU game on Saturday. So, again, nice to be able to show out for him. Eli Drinkwitz opened his press conference this morning, really imploring fans to get into these stands early for the 11 a.m. kickoff. Early, 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 in fact, he said. He said, I ask our fans, I appreciate them coming. I just ask them to get in there early, get the atmosphere going. Well, I'll just say... Coach Eli, I'm usually a guy who gets in there maybe 10, 15 minutes before kickoff. Just say after the Brady Cook kerfuffle a few weeks ago, I'm, I definitely am going to plan on getting in there for the starting lineups at the very least so I can give Brady Cook the massive round of applause that he deserves from all of Missouri fans right now. But you know what? Let's talk about a former Tiger coming up, a guy who has really been missed lately by the Kansas City Chiefs defense, a guy that Todd McShay recently called a star. Of course, I'm talking about Nick Bolton. I want to talk about him coming up and some more notes, of course, from modern Mizzou football as well. But first, I want to tell you about bird dogs because you know what? These bird dogs stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look that, frankly, everybody on the driving range is going to turn their head and go, woo, look at them calves. There is no doubt about that because bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but honestly, they fit even better and they're not as expensive too. And bird dogs are functional for any occasion. So after you walk off the golf course into the dining room. Well, guess what? You don't even have to change. They keep you dry and cool all day long. So here's what you got to do. You got to go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Now, I was listening to another podcast this morning, and Todd McShay of ESPN, the draft guru, was the guest on the show, and he said that Nick Bolton has been a star when healthy this season. And I would totally agree with that, but unfortunately, Nick has missed the past two ball games for the Kansas City Chiefs, but I really believe those first two weeks gave an indication that this Chiefs defense could be a top-five type unit in the NFL. Maybe even as good as top three. I don't know. You'd have to tell me. I could certainly argue top five. But you know what? Against the Jets on Sunday night, the defense just didn't look quite the same. And considering how much snark I was throwing Zach Wilson's way in my Mizzou email thread, well, Zach Wilson was doing everything he could to prove me wrong in that football game. But to me... I just think the last couple weeks, now the previous week against the the rather moribund, I guess you could say, Chicago Bears, what a joke of an organization they are right now, but against the Bears, it was hard to tell against their inept offense that the Chiefs defense had maybe slipped a little bit, but against the Jets, against the very talented Garrett Wilson, and well, hey, Zach Wilson is talented too, showed some of that talent on Sunday, but you know what, I really think that when Nick Bolton when he's out there, I just think the Chiefs are a different defense. He's kind of the quarterback of the defense, or maybe your, I don't know, your backup defensive coordinator, if you'd rather call him that. 
He's essentially in charge on the field at middle linebacker. He's got the calls. He's got the green dot on his helmet, which means that that Steve Spagnuolo is directly talking to him. So all those calls, all those different changes, he's in charge of so much. They rely on him so much in tackling in the running game. And he's also a guy who plays with just great instincts and his eyes, to be sure. And frankly, you know, me and Clayton Baker, the former Missouri cornerback, last week. I think Clayton had a great comment about how especially defensive backs and corners and safeties in particular can use their eyes and their eyes will either take you to the play or it'll take you out of it. In other words, if you have great instincts, well, you can anticipate what's going to happen. But if you anticipate and you're wrong, well, it could be 60 yards and a touchdown going the other way. I think the deal with Nick Bolton is though, because he's a guy, he's not He's not Micah Parsons in terms of just pure physical ability. He's not the fastest guy in the world, the biggest guy in the world at linebacker. So I think he actually kind of has to play. He has to play with good instincts. He has to trust his eyes to some extent because of at this NFL level, there's just so many incredible athletes that, again, he's get, he needs every edge he can possibly get. But hey, thanks for joining me as always here on this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Hopefully this show has given you an edge on your fellow true sons or daughters on Mizzou football and basketball. I just cannot wait to get in on the stands on Saturday. If you see me in the south end zone, don't be shy. I won't bite, I promise. Say hi. I'll be happy to see you over there. So you know what? Until next time, I am John Miller, and thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mizzou.